The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Well, welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show. And as always, I'm joined by my very good friend, Darren Ball, as our producer, who really is the power behind this uh, show in many respects, and who responds to all your questions. And boy, we've had some great questions and accounts and experiences come into us. And we're very grateful for those, as well as any comments that you make. Now, the journey of life can be expressed in a very simple way because it's the journey of consciousness from the lowest of our major chakras, the base center, through each chakra in turn up to the highest one, which is the crown center or Brahma chakra. Now, we've discussed over and over again on the Spiritual Freedom Show that in this day and age, this has to be achieved through service. But many spiritual practices can be used along the way. And I would go further and say there'll come a stage when spiritual practices will be essential to accomplish this journey of spiritual development, if you like, such as yoga, breathing, visualization, mantra, course, prayer, and always with the focus primarily on service. Now, that's a change from the ancient teachings, although I was really delighted that I a friend of mine sent me a book with uh, some wonderful quotes in it. And one of these was from the Isha Upanishad, which, as you may know, is a very ancient Vedantic text. And generally, you'd expect to see there a total focus on meditation, on detachment, on seeing all material things as maya. You know, we're not a- against material things. They have to be used. They have to be applied. It's materialism that we don't accept on this show. That's a very different thing. But this quote from the Isha Upanishad goes as follows. In dark night live those for whom the world without alone is real. In night darker still, for whom the world within alone is real. The first leads to a life of action, the second of meditation. But those who combine action with meditation go across the sea of death through action and enter into immortality through the practice of meditation. In other words, just concentrating on the physical world is dark, but so is just concentrating on the inner world. Very unusual thing to find in Vedantic texts. Action and inner development are both essential. You don't always find that in some of these older teachings, so it's nice to see a balance here. But things have changed since then. Even such a balance isn't sufficient because the clear-cut unambivalent priority is now service. Now, I've seen cases even among friends of mine where people have been so intent on the outer world of action, even through service, though, that they've lost touch with the inner world. And that's led in some cases to people leaving the path of service. So hence the vital importance of keeping that inner flame burning, even while dedicating one's life 
to service to all. Now, this was put brilliantly in 1957, that early, in a transmission by the master Ethereus called Ye Are Gods. I think this is even more brilliant, I should say, than the Upanishad extract I read to you. And this is it, the master Ethereus. You know, the shortest journey that you can make takes you the longest time to complete. That, dear friends, is the journey within you. If you go deep within your hearts, deep within your own minds, deep within your own intuition and bring forth the treasures as you find them into the world outside, then, dear friends, can you illustrate to yourselves that you are really angels in disguise? Beautiful phrase, that. And the truth, of course, is that the outer world is a reflection of the inner world. The two are completely interrelated and the journey through life is also a journey through our psychic centers or chakras. And that's superbly expressed in our extract for today. Mars Sector 6 in the sixth freedom, which I'm now going to ask Darren to play for us. The shortest distance which terrestrial men can take is the distance which is covered by the journey deep within. But it takes him longer to travel this relatively few millimeters than any other journey he will ever have to make. Mars Sector 6 speaking through Dr. George King in somatic trance. Outstanding words, and I think you'll have noticed how they chime with the quote from the Master Etherius in 1957, four years earlier. And those two masters are so in tune. They're completely different styles and approaches, but totally in tune one with the other. So this is the journey of the consciousness from the base center to the crown center. It's technically the movement of Kundalini through each of these centers in turn, awakening them each as it does so, and thereby revealing the ever higher levels of awareness and realization. In fact, you can easily tell that some of those who are regarded as leading figures in the mind, body, spirit and self-help movement today have not experienced this journey, at least not very far. They can't have done so. If they had, they wouldn't make statements like, for example, sex is the highest form of love because they would know that however wonder they may consider their sexual experiences to have been, and I'm not going to deny that for them, but those cannot be compared with the awakening of higher chakras in terms of bliss or long-term realization. They would know, not as a theory, but as something they've learned from personal experience of this journey. Another speaker whom I've actually met and who is revered as an enlightened teacher, who would talks in a very complicated manner, drawing on psychology, neuroscience, but is unable to answer a very simple question. I've heard this, such as, is there life after death? He doesn't know because he hasn't had that realization by this journey through the chakras. Otherwise, he would have had along the way psychic contacts, possibly astral, well, definitely 
astral travel at some stage. And I'm sorry to say that when it comes to spiritual leadership in this period, it is a case of the blind leading the blind. And by that I mean blind in the third eye, not the two physical eyes. Even the Bible, the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 22, says this. And you know, we don't believe every word that's in the Bible, but this is an interesting statement. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. And I want to say to you that it's a strange thing. I came across that quote, and on the same day, unbeknown to me and completely independently, my wife Alison came across the same quote and explained it to a Bible society. Not that they accepted her explanation, but there you go. And how many millions of Christian believers have read that line without any understanding of what it really means? And I include in that popes, archbishops of Canterbury, patriarchs of orthodox traditions, um, hopefully not all of them, but sadly far more than there should be, just don't understand that. Because again, of their lack of spiritual experience. If they've raised even partially their consciousness upwards towards the Christ center, even if their vision of this eye was really coming mainly from the solar plexus center, which it can do at first, but they would have experienced the fact that to quote the Bible again, thine eye be single, they would at least have started to see the multitudinous lights that shine in and through the higher bodies from personal experience. At the very least, they would have had a glimpse of this and they would recognize it as soon as they came across that line. So whether it be in orthodox traditions or whether it be in mind-body-spirit traditions, it's this lack of realization, I'm sorry to say, among even spiritual leaders, some of them so-called spiritual leaders, I'd have to say, that shows their lack of awareness and therefore they can't give the right teachings because they haven't experienced them. I hope that's uh, going to throw some light on the journey of the chakras or the, cha- the journey through the chakras, but we're going to continue it uh, next time. But Darren, I'd like to introduce you now to the show. Thanks very much, Richard. Yeah, I think you've uh, you summed it up beautifully there, you know, not just in terms of our path, but the path today that we're talking about that's clear that service is the priority, but also that we need to go within to keep that inner flame burning, as you say, and yeah. um, can't really be successful one without the other. And one is and, a reflection um, of the other, isn't it? So, you know, we do the inner absolutely. journey is reflected in the outer world, and in the outer world, it can bring us to a higher realization within. Yeah, I think this is the the positive and kind of virtuous cycle that leads us to enlightenment that's so well illustrated in these teachings. Uh, it was an understanding, I think, for me of the chakras and of Kundalini that was a massive moment for me on the path because, you know, while I'd always believed, you know, that great wisdom and spiritual powers are possible, I just couldn't understand how it was possible. But the key to our potential was, and it is here, as you're describing, is is the chakras. And, mm. you know, for me, that was like, aha, that's the mechanism. That's how it's technically possible. This is not just a theory at all. This is how to do it. And that that was a massive uh, revelation and breakthrough for me. Yeah, indeed. Now, do we have any questions today? We do. And I'll just say just for a moment before we do that, that if anyone listening today has anything they'd like to share or something you'd like to ask Richard about, do drop us a line at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you, of course. We'd love to share your thoughts and stories on the show to inspire others. And I think we've got a good question this week here, Richard, particularly relevant to our message today. Um, This person says as follows. He says, um, many problems in the world currently, and I know running from them into spiritual make-believe is a fruitless and illusory bomb, which should be quickly awoken to. However, 
armoring the individual neophyte to be of use both of this world and also outside of it is an intriguing philosophy. It seems that there may be some wisdom in monastic orders who practice periods of complete silence, for there seems to be, at least in my experience, some considerable dissipation of raised levels of consciousness when encountering the daily cut and thrust of material life. While I have no wish to join a silent order nor renounce the pleasures available in the material world, how does the genuine seeker, particularly of this path, hasten and harness a yin and yang in both camps? Excellent and absolutely, Darren, in tune with what we were just talking about. And it's so true. It's a very perceptive uh, remark and question, I think. Mm, Um, Yeah, indeed, silence is mentioned there. There is a quote actually in the very first transmission ever delivered uh, through in public through Dr. King, possibly through anyone actually, in public, cosmic transmission. This was by mm. the Master Etherius, and in it, and I haven't got it in front of me, so I might have it slightly wrong, but it's something like this, be still and know that I am God, is uh, one of the great quotes, uh, according to the Master Etherius, even beyond this earth, or, or thoughts. So absolutely true. One has to, as I said earlier, keep the inner flame burning, and it's dangerous, dangerous on the path not to, because you can lose your way, as this questioner makes very clear, by becoming embroiled. On the other hand, you go to the other extreme, and you it's even more dangerous. And even that Upanishad I read out it, it mm. agrees with that. So it is a balance, as long as the primary focus is always service. And so that when you're going within, you're going within, if you're going into stillness, if you're going into silence, you're doing it, because you know that will enhance your service. Yeah, absolutely. I think it gives us all um, like a focus um, beyond just the the practice itself and even enlightenment itself, which is greater, which is the enlightenment of all life on earth. And that's really our, our, our mission here. Um, and really following the example that we've been given by Dr. King, by the Cosmic Masters who've given us these teachings in the first place. Yeah, thank you very much, Darren. And thanks to all of you who listened. I know Darren has the difficult job of deciding what questions and comments not to read out because we've got in so many good ones. But I want to thank you, and I would like to invite you, as we always do, to remember this. Service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. 